Hello and welcome to the Press Start podcast. Press Start Australia. Hello and welcome to the Press Start podcast. Press Start Australia's video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, you and joined by my fellow Hell Divers and co-hosts, Brody. Hello. James. Um, hi. <laughs> Shannon. Yeah. Hello. And Harry. Hello. <clears throat> I see I've confused everyone by referring you all to Hell Divers. Have you guys not all bought into this like just insane idea that we're all in this together? Everyone on TikTok is like kind of play, pretending they're just totally bought in. Of it with Shannon and super about it. I um <laughs> I live in the real world and I've been playing other games. So yeah, I've, I've yet to yeah, hell dive. I'm okay. sorry. I I felt I've personally attacked in... the other day when I saw a TikTok oh. accosting people for going off and fighting the bugs rather than <laughs> defending. <laughs> Are you okay, Shannon? Is your house falling Something apart? Is... <laughs> yeah, apparently, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyhow, yes, I'm obsessed with hell divers, but clearly I'm the only one, and that joke has fallen flat on its face. Uh, Harry is today's special guest on the show because he will be sharing his review of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, but today we're also going to be talking about the Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase, Microsoft confirming confirming the four games destined for the consoles, the Elden Ring expansion getting a release date, uh, and the PS5 Pro potentially launching this year, according to analysts. I say that, but that's not at all what I have planned for today's show. I've clearly confused my my what? notes versus what i actually decided we were none of talk that about. will be talked about i think <laughs> i the the playstation um coming out this year maybe we won't get to that um but let's start with the final fantasy rebirth review harry you have played the game overall how did you rate it i scored it nine nice nine yeah why nine why what brought you to i that think in comparison to remake uh, it's probably at the same level, maybe a bit better. Um, it's a very different game, um, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, it's like entirely different in the way that it approaches sort of its world design and the general structure of it. Um, if you haven't played the original, the point at which Rebirth, ta- Rebirth takes off is when the party gets to like the overworld of Final Fantasy VII. So that's sort of the approach that they take here with Rebirth. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of what happens in the original or the order of the events is the same um there's a couple exceptions but in broad strokes it's pretty similar um but yeah i think it does a lot of what remake did really well um and builds on it um i think it's most diverged in sort of its narrative and stuff the combat is very similar if you played remakes expansion which is intermission um but yeah all around i think final fantasy fans are gonna love it especially if you're a big fan of seven i think you've kind of touched on it a bit there but how does it build on the original final fantasy 7 but then i suppose also like everything new that they introduced in remake as well hmm. um this tr- remake trilogy is interesting in that it's sort of a pseudo sequel to the 97 original yeah. um so like at the end of the events of the last game you know the boss is like the arbiters of fate or whatever and they effectively uh break out of the constraints of the story of the original which basically Mm. means that rebirth is it is the same but it's also different um it really does toy with your expectations and your memories of the original game um there are characters that are around that shouldn't be 
Um, there are places that you go to that you don't in the original. There are narrative events that unfold that don't happen in the original. Um, and they also use that opportunity to further build up uh, some elements of the original that probably weren't as thoroughly explained as other parts of it are. Um, to talk about what that is specifically would be a pretty big spoiler, but they use it to, I think, a, a pretty good effect. Um, and then a, a lot of like the the gameplay structure changes come in, in the open world stuff. So um, there are still those more linear sections that you had in Remake, um, but between those, or rather these are between the open world sections. So mm. the game is split into six regions um, and each one is like packed with optional open world side content that you can do, um, which all sort of tie into like the broader themes of environmental conservation and stuff that Seven was already all about. Um, but they also really double down on on the narrative and the conflict with Sephiroth um, and how the party deals with that. I want to ask a question. So I actually enjoyed <laughs> Seven when I played it at a few events, but I never got around to playing it just because I knew I wouldn't <clears throat> finish it. Mm. If someone didn't play was it just called remake i can't even remember now yeah, like, would they, remake, yeah. could they play this and enjoy it without playing the last one yeah i definitely think you can um you wouldn't get as much out of it um like it's a definitive middle chapter uh i'm pretty sure there was a, a recap that you could go through um if yeah. you wanted to um if there was i opted not to um but uh, yeah like this is very much a middle chapter it, it jumps the point at which it jumps off it already assumes that you know what's going on um there's very little time recounting those events um mm -hmm. and i also think that the way that they sort of like propose the way that they they're adapting this story uh lends itself better to players who have played the first part of the remake and sort of understand what it is they're trying to do yeah. Uh, but if you're not too stressed about that, you definitely can just jump in and you'll still enjoy it at the very least. I watched the official recap um, going into the demo that they released. And that's mm. actually built into the demo. Like it's an official PlayStation recap. Um, uh, I don't know if it's in like the full release of the game. I, I think, I think it is. is I mean, I've been playing for a while now, but I'm pretty sure at the start it did ask me if I wanted a summary yeah. of the events and I just said no. So Yeah, it's, it's only like, like a three minute long, long video. No, no, it's, it's literally just three minutes and I think like very succinctly hours. sums up the game to the extent where a bit like, geez, I, I really spent like 60 hours digesting this story that they actually pretty neatly surmised in just three minutes there. Um, so what you're telling me is I just wait for all three and then just watch a nine-minute <laughs> yeah. recap. I think... I reckon I came away from the, the recap understanding the events of the first game better. Like, the whole, like, oh, we were fighting fate all along. Like, that didn't really, like, hit home for me in the moment, I don't think. I was very confused as to what was going on. I also think that this is, like, one of the issues with the remakes approach, and I don't know if Harry agrees or not, but, like, somebody like Ewan, who is, yeah, like, very... An idiot. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not going to say what I'm finished that sentence. But someone like you, who the didn't say the original. came out. Yeah, yeah, literally. Um, can't, uh, some, like, can't really understand. Like, when, obviously, the end of Remake, Harry, right? Like, with the, yeah. the Zack stuff. Like, I don't think anybody can really comprehend that if they haven't played the original. No, which is, definitely not. Yeah, like, whereas, like, say you look at, say, other remakes, and they're pretty much definitive versions of those games. And and there's um, more of that in this game as well. Yeah, like, that's the question I was going to ask. Is, like, does yeah. it diverge, continue to I, diverge as I, much? I think that 
like you really yeah. you don't need no. to but i yeah. pl- like playing crisis core for example like there's absolutely the reason that uh square did crisis core reunion which is the crisis core remake um is because they wanted people to play it before this game um mm-hmm. like zach is in rebirth um again if you haven't played the original zach is dead like be- well before the events of the original start um he dies at the end of crisis core as well but he is alive in rebirth for reasons um and he plays a pretty big part in the story um and i think like this remake trilogy is like more than anyone made for the people who play the original um and like really appreciate the whole uh, ff7 anthology i also think you can appreciate it from the perspective of being a complete newcomer but there are definitely going to be things that go over your head and there are going to be things that you probably won't appreciate as much or get confused by because you don't know what's different um Mm. I think though, if you don't I'm, know, I'm right, conscious like of it's still enjoyable. Like absolutely, know. absolutely, yeah. it still like, it I still tells a like not a self-contained narrative, but a narrative that you can play from start to finish and enjoy and understand for the most part. Yeah, I I still really enjoyed it. Like it was one of my favorite games the year that it came out, and I like did get invested in the story. But I do feel like there were all of these moments where they were kind of going. Oh look, fans of Final Fantasy VII were doing something different here, and I had zero context for like what was new about it. I was just kind of flying blind. I think yeah. a prime example of that, and I shared this clip with James this past week because um, it was very similar to the reaction I had. But the kind of funny guys were like, have been streaming the game, um, and there's this clip on TikTok of Snowbike Mike seeing the cat in the crowd oh, yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. going, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. And that was exactly me in that moment, just like inexplicably. There's like this talking humanoid cat um so like moments like that i just had no idea what was going on but like the combat which we haven't really touched on i found super engrossing um i got the gist from the demo that that's very much the same yeah uh this time around as well right just one more thing um that i'll touch on with story like coming back to what shannon said about playing the original i think the original final fantasy and also this trilogy hasn't really lost sight of it but uh seven is a very party focused game um Mm. like especially the core group like barrett Aerith, tifa and cloud um there are a lot there's a lot of things in uh the original game that like really um fleshes them out and develops them as characters um and because this remake has been broken up into three parts those arcs have been broken up into three parts so there are things in rebirth that sort of assume you already know the context of what happened in remake um barrett in particular has like a whole chapter dedicated to some character stuff that he has that sort of goes into his hatred for shinra um and i think to fully appreciate that like you need to see what he's like in remake because he's pretty he's a different guy in that game in comparison to this game so why why is it split into three can i is that just is it a money thing like is it a time thing like it just Uh, doesn't strike me as the type of game i was saying i was saying to kieran that i think that like if you were i mean there are always going to be people who are going to detract from square and say that it was a money grabbing tactic which you can think what you want about it um in my opinion i think if you were of that and you aren't already convinced of it and you can be this game will be the game to sort of tide you over um like it's utterly absurd how large this game is um and there's very very few very like a very small part of it feels like bloat um like okay and i don't see how they could have remade the entire game in the capacity that they have with these two games in like one mm. package um I think, like, like this game on its own is like 40 50 hours okay 
did you feel that the first game was drawn out a bit at all? There were definitely. I think the like, yeah. I, like yeah. I feel like I I felt like the first part especially was really there was so many unnecessarily drawn out bits, and obviously the big one is like the Harry Potter train yard section, like in the first game, and is. But I feel like this middle part is the part that would sell me on the fact that they're split it up. Like I wasn't convinced for remake. Like I thought it, it was it feels- really unnecessary. But this- way less rapid fire um, yeah. in that like you spend more time in each of these towns um, yeah. and you sort of understand the conflicts that they're going through and how they fit into the characters pasts um, and also I think a lot of the like I put my first playthrough I finished at about 100 hours but I did almost everything um, if you just mainline the story and you sort of ignore the open world stuff you can get through it in like 30 to 40 hours which considering how many places the party goes to um, in terms of like, I mean, there's six regions. Each region has two or three towns. Um, the Golden Saucer, like, there's no Midgar in this game at all. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that uh, it depends on what you feel is slowed down. But they spend a lot more time with the characters here, um, and then they sort of interweave that into the broader plot with Sephiroth and his plan. Um, where where does this end? Uh, it ends not, like, the not like Final Fantasy of the franchise. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As in this, this portion <laughs> of the remake. Um, yeah. It ends at the Forgotten Capital, um, which right. is sort of in the original game. It's about the two thirds mark. Um, is is the Ewan hasn't is un- completely unaware of like sure. the big moment, right? Which is that someone in did this part? tweet out. That is in this part. That is that, that okay. is the end of this Still game. So seen it. Ewan gets to see what this part is. I get the big like Luke, I am your father moment. Yeah, mm. nice. that's at the yeah. that's at the very end of the game. Yeah. I think it's like so yeah. impressive that somebody can be completely ignorant. Uh, yeah, that's like, that. It, it, I it, swear it, to God, it, if the comments on this episode are <laughs> spoiling this for me, I'm going to be yeah, so oh, pissed. It is <laughs> the I am your father moment of I gaming think the as fact well. This close thing, right? is like it's like one of the most famous things in games. Yeah. But, um, yeah. This, but, and this I think is what I one keep thing hearing, and I like, I, yeah, it blows my mind. I've never. It feels like such a natural cutoff point as well. Um, like the way that the game ends feels really poignant. Um, and it sets up part three quite nicely without being too cliffhangery. Um, of course, okay. there's only so much you can do in that regard. Um, mm-hmm. But it does feel like a good point to sort of say, okay, this is where we're ending this bit. And the mm. the last part is going to have a definitive focus on that last set of the story. So, mm. yeah. Damn, I was like kind of coming out of it going like, oh, God, 100 hours, really. But if I can kind of just take or leave like side mission sort of stuff and just like power through the story 30 40 hours i can definitely do it's um, i reckon if you just did the main story it's probably around the same length as remake maybe a bit longer yeah yeah, yeah. cool and I, I i got through um 16 last year i kind of just like kept going back to 16 throughout the year and playing in bits and pieces mm-hmm. um and i probably got through that in about 50 hours or so something like that yeah i also think um, like the the way that this game like sort of uh, introduces its core mystery and like the narrative hook is is overall much better than the way remake sort of keeps you playing. Um, yeah. You want like you want to know what's happening, like you want to know okay. the answers to the questions that the game poses in its opening few hours, which the demo covers. Um, so yeah, the, I think it does a good job of like key, it drip feeds you info, but also gives you good character stuff at the same time and builds the world up. Yeah, cool. I think I can see myself engaging with that a little bit, but it would kind of like can can you like once you've done an area and moved on, can you revisit it later and revisit yeah, some of that can. side mission, or is you it can. kind of gated? So it's pretty flexible okay. in that regard. Um, 
like so the first area so the game starts with the Nibelheim flashback which is the demo that released yeah. um, and then after that the party's in Kalm which is like the first town they go to after they leave Midgar um, and they end up having to evacuate Kalm because Shimmer attacks um, and then you're in the grasslands which is like the first open world region and you can mm. there's a few things you have to do in the grasslands before you can move on but um, once you do you go through the mithril mines and once you come out of that you're in the Junon region um, and at a certain point during your time in the Junon region the game will say hey you can go back to um, the grasslands now if you want and that sort of right, happens okay. as you move through each region you'll move on with like a linear section and then as you get introduced yeah. to the new region the game will say okay now you can go back to the previous one um, yeah, and then cool. by the time you get to the end of the game um, you pretty well have like you can fast travel wherever you want um, like the last two chapters you can just fast travel at will um, to mm-hmm. go and clear up the stuff that you that you missed or if you want to go back to it so yeah nice okay I'm keen I'm keen I, I feel like I'm gonna have to like stream the ending again for uh, for James so he can see my reaction in real time yeah, yeah I truly can't fun. believe that, that you like don't already know session for us. <laughs> all 50 hours yeah yeah <laughs> i was like i had you in on my pick oh, actually don't worry it's fine um <laughs> i'm suspicious but keen um so yeah even um, though yeah. it's yeah it's long like the, the combat does a great job of keeping things like mm-hmm. fresh like remakes combat if you liked it there you'll like it here yeah um, i i still prefer it to um whatever 16 16 like yeah it's it's yeah. a fantastic framework it's so yeah. good um and really it's really well, yeah. pushed to its limits here in a lot of ways um there's a lot of combat simulations that are really really hard um and even playing through on hard mode again which returns from remake um you have to engage with it more creatively than you know you normally would um so yeah it's never not a joy to like you know engage with bosses and, and the overworld combat encounters um and the new characters that you can play as as well like yuffie's here from the intermission dlc and then you have red 13 and kate sith as well um who are both really fun to play as so yeah i'm telling you now i'm gonna put this game on like the easiest setting and just try and power strength through. there is actually a <laughs> new difficulty called dynamic which um oh, it, yeah. it, it, it like tunes to your skill level yeah yeah cool <laughs> I might, I might, I genuinely might give that a go. I'm curious to see how that works. Um, yeah. Brody, I'm Me conscious too. you haven't had a chance to get a word in. Are you excited for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth at all? I'm just excited for you guys. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, not for me, not for me. Um, well, I'm. I don't know where you come down on Elden Ring, but I'm gonna jump to that next. And Shadow of the Retreat. <laughs> I'm judging by the look on your face. You're not excited. It's a great episode right. for Harry. Another one. Great yeah, episode for Another Harry and James <laughs> show. Um, in case you missed it, yesterday a trailer came out. I'm saying yesterday because we're recording this podcast in advance. Um, it's coming June 21st and sounds rather sizable by all things. Um, James, I might come to you first. Because I know Elden Ring was kind of your jam. I think kind of as much to your surprise as anyone else's. Um, but as, no, am I not no, remembering no. that correctly? I think he was expecting okay. to like it. Anyhow, You're not a big where, Souls guy. I'll back yeah, you I didn't enough, think you were. I, oh, yeah, I, I don't like fist myself to it every day, but I enjoy them. <laughs> <laughs> every time. I didn't think you were a big <laughs> Souls guy, and then you played Elden Ring. You're like, this game blew me away. It, did, I, it got it got me in. Fist. Like absolutely, like, I. I couldn't stop playing it for a long time but um yeah i I like all fromsoft games i just don't base my entire online presence slash identity around it like a lot of people like to do so that said then where did you come down on the shadow of a tree 
gameplay reveal. Yeah, it looks good. You can feel that it is definitely like the biggest and most ambitious expansion as well, I think. And I think that a lot of eyes are on it more so, and they kind of knew that. I feel like they're definitely... Yeah. It just feels like more of an event than, say, all the other DLCs for Dark Souls and stuff. So, um, yeah, great, great times for all. Um, it looks the I same get to me. Like, what, what stands oh, out well, from this trailer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. There's, like... It's like, new environments, whole back There's, like, bunch trees of with, with curtains on them and stuff. Like, it's just... Oh, there's something for everyone. Fabrics. <laughs> lots of beautiful gowns, fabrics. Like This big, um, wormy thing's cool. Yeah, oh, cool. are you watching the June trailer or are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta be honest. Like, I'm not gonna go into the lore and shit, but like, I think like it does look good, and I recognise maybe it looks the same as Elden Ring. But I, I, I mean, it's a DLC for Elden Ring, so that makes sense to me. Um, mm. At least they're consistent. Like, what do you want it to look like, Shannon? You know, I don't know. I don't, some flying, some. I don't know. I, some I don't know. Some Just become though. a witch now. Um, speaking of kind of witch stuff, not really, but you can kick things now. That looks pretty cool. You can like, you know. I'm sure Harry can explain all of this trailer better than me, but no one else is speaking, so I just keep speaking. But, um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Harry. No doubt you're very excited for this DLC as well, and and as many kind of new bosses and new locations. Apparently, it's the size of Limgrave, which means nothing to me really, but. I hear people are excited about that. Are you excited about that too? Yeah, it looks fantastic. Um, like to echo what James said, I'm not going to get into lore stuff, but the narrative prospects of it yeah. are very fascinating. Like if you are familiar with the world and the characters, like the direction that they seem to be taking it is very, very cool. Um, sort of like this unexplored segment in the original game that everyone has questions about. Um, but yeah, like new weapons. I mean, you can throw hands now properly, which you could in previous games, but um, now you can in Elden Ring. Um, like a whole new environment and it, the fact that it's the size of Limgrave is pretty absurd because Limgrave is huge if you do everything um, but yeah like I think FromSoft um, when they did this with Bloodborne they had two expansions planned and amalgamated it into one and that was $40 and this is 60 so like yeah, I'm sure that it will deliver I'm very excited to see the scale of it and sort of the ideas that they they bring with it um, are you getting yeah, the more 500 more and ring. something dollar collector's no I, I was going to I saw the collectors yeah. and I was like damn that's a cool statue and then I saw the price point and that was a, a I had to look no it up you. the original was like 380 How exactly that? I don't like, know why what's, yeah. is, that's lots of inflation some, yeah, not some good. real Elden inflation if you ask me <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah I'm excited it looks great yeah. Um, and if I'm not mistaken as well, like the whole, the new area that they've added to the game, like you kind of spawn to it, right? Like you teleport to it in some fashion. It's not you like they've do, added yeah. an island or, yeah. That's cool. typically how they do it in FromSoft games. Like there's yeah. conditions you need to hit. Um, and based on like the narrative context of this DLC, like I think people already know how we're going to access it. Um, yeah, it'll be like its own sort of thing. But I think they said you can freely move between the lands between and i think it's called the the land of shadows or something um you can freely yeah. move between them once you go there so that's cool yeah that's very cool i'm looking at the elden ring map now i'm not ignoring you i'm trying to like get an idea for what limgrove was like limgrove is like the starting area the yeah okay um, I, th I wondered if it was the starting area okay i do have context for how big that is then because i at least made it that far 
into the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I keep flirting with the idea of returning to Elden Ring because uh, there was like um, there's like a mod I think you can get on PC that like adds kind of seamless co-op to it. Mm. Um, that mod is I fantastic. I thought playing through it that way would be a lot of fun, um, but I just yeah haven't found the time nor the energy to revisit it yet uh anyhow let's move on and talk about the nintendo direct partner showcase that happened yesterday as well a stack of games were announced as part of the showcase including some of the xbox games destined for other platforms which i will come back to in a moment as well um but let's start with the nintendo announcements uh and shannon let me come to you first which of the announcements stood out to you if any um, I thought it was a, a decent showcase. I think for me, Epic Mickey rebrushed. I don't even know what it's called. Is that what it's called? Rebrushed, brushed it is, again. Yeah, I think yeah. brushed again. Um, Epic Mickey brushed again. Brushed. <laughs> it, looks, it looks good. I I was like, I had to double check because it was like a five minute announced trailer that looked just to be all cutscene. Again, I can't really remember Epic Mickey too much, but like it, it looks really nice. Um, a lot of people love that game. So I'm really keen to see it back mm. again. I don't know if too many people expected that. Um, but yeah, it was a good showcase. I won't, I won't steal any um, of the other games there because I'll, I'll let Brody speak. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, I obviously didn't get to watch it, but reading through the uh, recap that's on the site, there's clearly a lot of stuff that popped up. Um, Cool to see some more rare games coming to Nintendo Switch Online. That's always mm. cool. Um, but I liked a lot of uh, games we knew about, but they're getting dates for this like first half of the year, so it's really starting to fill out. Like Another Crab's Treasure, like that's a really cool game that I'm looking forward to, as well as uh, Pepper Grinder. So good that they've got like March and April dates, uh, not respectively, but flipped around. Um, yeah, so cool to get a lot of dates for these little indies. Um, and aside from that, yeah, obviously I'm sure we'll talk about the Xbox stuff, but um, yeah, obviously cool that that's coming across, or well, a couple of them. Yeah, I Super Monkey th- Ball. I'm going to call that just quickly as well before it gets passed over. Love a game with monkeys. He is a monkey fan. He's a big fan <laughs> yeah. of that. Yeah, a monkey man. Um, <laughs> looks cool. The one mm-hmm. I'm most excited for, which may come as no surprise to anyone, is the Battlefront remasters. I was stoked to see those announced. That was, like, a nice little surprise. I don't know if there was, like, any indication this is happening, but, like, there seems to surprise be a bit of a push to kind of remaster classic Star Wars games. Um, and I guess inevitably you'd hope to see Battlefront, and specifically Battlefront 2, getting remastered. But that, like, game holds such a special place in my heart because it was, like, just so typical of, like going to your mate's place at least for me after primary school and playing that for just hours on the ps2 um and it's yeah for it to be coming back with uh local multiplayer matches still a thing but 64 player online battles as well um is awesome um and that's not just coming to the switch obviously but playstation xbox and pc as well and very soon March very soon um so yeah i'm definitely going to be trying to assemble a bit of a uh a battalion i think for that um james what about yourself uh yeah like i thought it was overall pretty good as well um i mm-hmm. liked epic mickey as well i also like the crab game um i'm just quickly scrolling through it and i don't think the monsties there's... are back oh they are. yeah they are they are back um shin megami tensei 5 uh is like kind of annoying i know i finished it and reviewed it three years ago but like I just don't know if 
why should you buy an Atlas game for the first the first time now? Like, I feel like every game they do, they put out like a better version with no proper system transfer, like mm. three years later. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I'm excited for that game to not be on Switch. And I know that probably sounds really bad given we're talking about the Direct, but when I played it for review, the performance issues were like quite horrendous. So um, it's kind of nice to see a game from that team um, yeah. do well on the better consoles. So, yeah. Speaking of like surprising things to come back, I was amazed to hear World of Goo like being back in the news cycle. I mean, I, I, like, I don't I'm know anything about this game, Goo, but... But everyone no, seems to like, have I that sentiment. Like, I know, I always that, saw it, but... Yeah, I, <laughs> I kind of said this when it was at the Game Awards or something, wasn't it? Like, we were shocked that it was... It was a big... It was, like, the first, like, indie game on Nintendo Online and stuff. Like, I remember it as, like, the probably... Yeah. Oh, wow, it was 2008. Like, that's wild. Yeah. yeah, I seem to remember it being, like, one of those games that was just, like, always on the homepage Everywhere. of, like, downloadable stores, like, back in the day. It was just, like, that earlier mover i guess in that sort of space yeah um, but i literally have not thought about it since um so yeah i was just kind of taken a bit aback by that but um i don't yeah, know it looks that. cool um harry what about yourself was there anything that stood out to you that uh that we haven't mentioned before we move yeah, I'm on glad to that, the uh, xbox stuff? Lost Hunter stories is breaking free of mm. its 3ds and uh mobile chains um because that's a fantastic little game that i don't think many people have played uh unicorn overlord getting a demo is really cool um vanilla Ware. i think their last game was 13 sentinels which was a long time ago now um so i'm really keen to see what unicorn overlord is like um and yeah to jump on what james said <coughs> shimigami tensei 5 vengeance um i'm looking forward to that um i did really like shimigami tensei 5 from like a gameplay perspective but the narrative didn't do much for me so to see them have like a whole new narrative route um is very appealing um, even though I've already played the game, I'm hoping that it can sort of remedy some of the issues that I had with the original. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've mentioned a bunch there, but do check out the full wrap up on the site that's got all of the trailers, um, including one for Snufkin, Melody of Moomin Valley, which sounds like a game that my mum would lap up because she's a big Moomin fan. Um, but enough about that. Let's talk about these the Xbox games that were... What's a Moomin? <laughs> I, it's like a little cartoon character. I think it was like from a comic or something. But... Am I meant to know this? Is this... <laughs> it's, yeah, it's common knowledge. I don't shows. know if it was a big yeah. thing in Australia, but I think it was popular in Scotland <laughs> popular in the UK Moomin. I don't know <laughs> yeah it's a cute little like almost oh, it's actually, looking character it's a da- Dutch Japanese Finnish anime what yeah yeah <laughs> so it's a comic strip by Finnish writer right. and illustrator there you go oh I know these people the little hippo yeah. with the knife in the meme yeah okay wow I've learned <laughs> Yeah, Microsoft has announced the four games that are coming to PlayStation. They are, as speculated, Pentiment, Hi-Fi Rush, Grounded, and Sea of Thieves, exactly as Brody and James uh, and I were talking about in last week's episode. Um, Pentiment is out today. Hi-Fi Rush is coming out March 19th. Grounded is out April 16th, and Sea of Thieves April 30th. So kind of all over the space of the next two months or so, uh, these games are coming out. Um, Brody, let's come to you first. How do you expect these games to be received on PlayStation platforms? And I should mention Switch is, is going to be a release for a couple of these as well. Yeah, what is it? Pentiment and Grounded coming to Switch? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I think it really depends. I think... I mean, I've already seen more marketing for a couple of them than I ever saw on Xbox, so I think that's probably already a good thing for... <laughs> 
um you know <laughs> games like pentiment and like hi-fi rush for example hi-fi rush obviously got a push but obviously limited mm. a limited run now are going to be doing like physical releases and stuff which i think is really cool yeah. i'm definitely going to be all over the pentiment one for that um yeah look i think they could do well um there's definitely been a lot of fervor i think surprisingly in the past i was surprised to see that video that rare put up where everyone seemed to be asking for sea of thieves to go to playstation because i did not ever understand that to be the sentiment but evidently it was there so um look if that's going to you know feed that uh playing group to uh make it a bit more i don't know a bigger community is a good thing i suppose so uh that's good i think pentiment is a great game i've already told like i've been telling everyone that mm. you know if it comes to your platform play it because that was like my game of the year for 2022 i loved it so much um and grounded similar to sea of thieves i think that's going to benefit from more players as well so uh i expect these to do pretty well uh, i don't know if it'll wrestle too many people away from hell divers but maybe it'll have had its moment by that point and people will be on to the next thing so mm. we will see mm. how do I, you feel about it oh sorry go shan um i think cfds will do really well just because i can see that taking off on sort of tiktok and going viral i think grounded as well could like catch um fire in that that kind of way i still think pentiment is a harder sale and i was really shocked that it was like a footnote in the direct among a bunch of other games in a sizzle reel like i, I thought that with how xbox sort of didn't want to talk about it last week that it would have mm. maybe had a bigger moment um i also don't know i guess like i can see merit in announcing them all at the same time but i don't know if that in the way that it happened with a few being in the direct and then a few just being popped out in other ways i don't know if that also was was a great way to do it but i can see all these games doing okay like hi-fi rush like already has that um sort of wow factor like people know about it and if you don't have an xbox or a pc like you'll be grabbing it on um playstation and switch when it comes there eventually i assume but yeah i think it's a good group of games to sort of test and learn if that is their strategy which they said it is um you'll will get a good idea of how these go um and yeah. they're all quite different i did like that playstation pretty much after the announcement just tweeted about uh, skull and bones <laughs> so it's just like, we've already got a pirate game don't worry about it i think it's yeah. crazy that uh like apparently and i suppose this makes sense but see if these is going to be like uh rare's first game in yeah 39 years in their whole history that's going to be on playstation so that's wow that's, that's pretty wow. cool see if this is a fantastic game i really do hope people get around it on playstation like i, I mean I feel like a great time with it yeah i feel i feel like it's kind of coming out at a difficult time or maybe you could argue it's the right sort of time like maybe is there prices yes for like, like that like for, for these games but see if these in particular because that'll don't. if it's like a hundred dollars no. i don't it's a tough sell i think i think see uh, for a f- bunch of these now though i'm just double checking i think see if these is good though because i feel like i mean i reviewed it and i re- scored it mm. quite low um because at the time it was like not not hot. yeah but um, I feel like it's a good thing that it's coming out on PlayStation with all the shit that they've added over the last I don't know like yeah. five years. Like I think that's a it's like a re- it is a strong package now. Definitive edition, if mm. you will. Like the Monkey Island stuff. Really yeah, cool. but like there's mm. there's like proper kind of quest structure in there now. <clears throat> there's like a there's whole like PV, everything like P kind of arena mode. Um, yeah, there's there's so much in there. They've made like huge strides with that game, and it like you just it's the kind of game that you get these like to Shannon's point like 
kind of TikTok sort of moments. Like you can pull clips from it, or like the most insane stuff happening, people doing battle with a kraken, that kind of thing. And I can see that having this I kind just, of new wave, and there being like a second life to the game. But don't don't it just you sort find of that wild? Put down what they're currently playing. Like that, this could like it could take off and then just become so massive on PlayStation. Um, yeah after being on xbox for so many years and i i mean I the we'll see how it plays bigger. out like will it be cross is it cross play with the existing platforms yeah, yeah. they oh, have okay. announced that yeah um, i think it's I also think it's worth highlighting strategy really that, that it is a very different game to um skull and bones mm. if anyone has played skull and bones it's like oh i've had my fill of yeah. pirates i feel like they are both very different yeah one one's a naval battle where like one like sea of thieves is you are first person being a pirate and you're Mm -hmm. kind of relying on a crew to pilot the ship and yeah 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 it's it's a lot of fun i really do hope people give it a go and it kind of gets a second wind with this and likewise with grounded i feel like that's kind of coming out at an interesting time as well because like survival games are kind of being popular again with like power worlds kind of coming back nightingale came out this week as well too which i'm kind of interested to try out too um but grounded is kind of unique and it's this really kind of zany premise of being shrunken down kids lost in the backyard um and i'm sure people will have seen clips of like being attacked by spiders and stuff already being shared about there from people that played on pc and xbox um but yeah that's a game i loved i played hours and hours and hours of grounded so Hope uh, also a has a full finds that too. story now too, like a full campaign yeah. to play through with like boss battles and stuff. Um, and I'm not somebody who likes survival games. Like I think they're like real bad Zuma bait. But like I really liked Grounded. Like I couldn't stop playing it from when I first got it. So I think yeah. it's worth a shot if you're keen, even if you're not normally keen on this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's no, a really cool game. Um, excellent. All right. Are we ready for a rapid-fire question, then, before we go to WatherWiki? The Borderlands trailer was released yesterday, featuring Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, Edgar Ramirez, Aaron, or Ariana Greenblatt, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Better not forget her. Um, are you yeah, meh, or nah on the film? That is my question, rapid-fire question for you all today. Harry, let's start with you. Having seen the trailer, where are you at? I have. I'm a big meh at the moment. <laughs> Yeah. James? Yeah, I'm like a, a meh, I think. Of, oh. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I thought you were a yeah, but you're a meh. Okay. I had no Ready? emotional response to the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think Kate Blanchett looks great, but. Um, and that's probably the only redeeming thing, but I'm very, very also meh. Shannon? Also meh. Meh than meh. It just feels light. <laughs> meh than meh. Like. <laughs> yeah, like ten years like, ago, maybe. Now, yeah, maybe not. And like, the first Borderlands, and the Borderlands comedy never like appealed to me anyway. So I'm kind of a meh, but I will probably go and see this. I reckon Jack Black might land okay. Uh, no, nah, I don't know. Like for claptrap, we always say that about Jack Black in anything. And no, I no. I think the trailer ended with a joke in which he's like, can only people people watching him. Yeah. Anyhow, it's a hard one to pull off. I feel like this I also think. filmed like three years ago, so I and they've just like kind of shelved it until then. Like I feel like it's probably a disaster. Um, yeah, trying to who directed it? Was in terms of like it it's Eli Roth? Roth. I think it's Robert Rodriguez, isn't it? Oh, I thought it was Eli Roth. Oh, I thought it was Eli. Oh, Roth as well. I, I get Eli them Roth, confused, yeah. but yes, yeah, yeah, it is Eli Roth. Roth. You're right. Roth. Yeah, <laughs> they're like friends, so that's not like an unreasonable link. Yeah. 
Anyway. All right. I think we've done a good job to keep that relatively rapid fire. So let's play what the wiki the press start podcast game show where the previous week's winner reads part of a wikipedia page i'm really struggling with this read today uh for an unknown game and we the contestants must guess the game a point is awarded for each correct guess with the round ending after someone's bagged themselves two points uh james is currently in the lead on eight points brody clean swept last week so got the <coughs> bonus point and shot up to six points in second place uh shannon and kieran are tied in third with three points each i'm bringing up the rear with just two points and harry you'll be entering the leaderboard today with nil initially but let's see if you can bag yourself a point today <coughs> uh brody as last week's winner you are today's host take it away oh thank you ewan uh all right the first game <clears throat> it retains much of the basic gameplay found in previous games, the game being primarily a shooter platformer. The player controls blank most of the time, with some sections using blank, as they explore various worlds to complete missions, using blank's wrench and other exotic weapons gained during the... Shannon. Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal. It is not Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal. Uh, as they explore various worlds to complete missions you, oh, I already did that and gain exotic weapons during the course of the game uh, at times blank may enter free fall uh, or with an Can upgrade you tell I'm back Ewan uh, oh yeah, Ewan <laughs> oh why am I now blanking on what this game is called is it I'm, I'm Ratchet and Clank's Rift Apart it is not Rift Apart Shannon uh, can I be back uh, no not, not quite yet uh, at times <laughs> I'm just going to say names. Ratchet may enter freefall, or with an upgrade to Clank, will be able to fly. During these periods, the player uses the tilt functionality on the six-axis uh, controller Shannon, to maneuver Ratchet. Oh. That is the end of the paragraph. Shannon, are you having a crack? Or? Uh, yeah, I'll go again. Ratchet and Clank, tools of destruction. That is correct. Well Bugger. done, Shannon. Completely. Uh, I only picked it because it has a different name in other regions, and I didn't realize that. Apparently, it's Ratchet and Clank Future, tools of destruction. I think but, there's uh, a couple of them that have different yeah, names. Yeah, I think it was Future here. Deadlocked. No, it was, it was just... Uh, it was just Tools of Destruction. You're not in, taking the point away from in me. In no, countries. No, 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 no. Just, <laughs> just, a, just a fun fact, if you will. All right. Shannon on one. Uh, everyone else on nil point. Okay. The game features a philosophical storyline. The name of the game refers to a fictional philosophical principle formulated by the fictional Greek philosopher known as Straton of Stagira. In text found in the game, Stratton argues that the consciousness of blank of Greek mythology uh, implies that humans are also merely machines, albeit James. biological ones. James. Ooh. Is it the Talos effect? It's not the Talos effect. Ewan. No. Shannon. Ewan. Uh. Ewan was first. Is it Talos principle? It is the Talos oh principle. Oh my god, I'm so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, James. Thank yeah. you. James. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. Embarrassing. <laughs> Oh, that, uh, that's that's a whiff. That's, that's a big whiff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <coughs> game three. He is fuming about that. Uh, game three. The game's development began in 2006. Originally, it was set to be a first-person Connect-only title for the Xbox 360. However, the developer gradually redesigned the game Ewan. to become... Christ, Ewan. Oh, fuck. Is this Huge. Rise? What's the rest of it called? James, I'm queuing. <laughs> Hang on. Well, yeah, <laughs> I can't remember what the rest of it's called. Fuck. That's a shame. Oh, James, I guess it's only fair. I, you gave me the last one. James. Nah. Is it Rise, Son of Rome? 
It is Rise, Son of Rome. That's a good pull, though. Yui. I knew That's Rome was in there somewhere. I just wow. Couldn't. Fuck. All right. Poor Yui. We're even, James. <laughs> okay. Game number four, I think we're at. Okay. We're going to start on this one. Uh, Fuck. I don't know where to start. This is It's a very small wiki, so I've got to be very careful here. Uh, uh-huh. It was officially revealed in March 2016... Prior to the game's announcement, uh, three different experiences were created as a tech demo. Only the London Heist level allows the use of James. the... James. Ah, uh, uh, mm. Oh, no. You in. Oh, no. <laughs> was queued up. Um, oh, is, it's, is it PlayStation VR Worlds? It is PlayStation VR Worlds. Uh, I would have missed the VR. I would have said PlayStation World. Yeah. So, well done, James. Well done, Thanks. James. Oh, he's climbed so up to 10 points. Couldn't 10 keep points. him at wow. bay. Can't wait till yeah. he goes away for that month. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank God Good for that month. Um, Shannon has climbed up into a solid third place, though. So, he's on four points. Um, and I've moved up to tie with Kieran on three. Um, which does, unfortunately, leave Harry on nil pois. But at least I get to say nil pois <laughs> again. I've not been able to do that for the longest time. And it's really been stressing me out. Uh, but with that, let's bring an end to what was this week's episode of the Press Start podcast. Subscribe to us on Listener or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at PressStartAU and visit the site at PressStart.com.au. We've been joined today by Brody. Thank you. You can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG. We were also joined by James. Yes, we were. You can find me on X at, at James, A-T-J-A-M-Z. We also had Shannon. Yeah, you can follow me at Shannon Grixty on everything. <laughs> and joining us with his review of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, it was Harry. Yeah, you can follow me at Harry underscore Callow. Uh, go read the review there's lots of stuff in there that we didn't talk about today so I had had a sneak peek as well and you've packed in like loads of screenshots it is as well. enormous <laughs> <laughs> I've been your host Ewan Roxbury you can follow me on socials at Ewan underscore Roxbury thanks again for tuning in and until next time happy gaming bye bye bye, bye. bye.